Welcome to my Beauty Fuel Food by JJ, a yoga and wellness expert from New York living in Paris. JJ seeks out creatives and entrepreneurs who exemplify a vision of how to live a good life. Welcome to our very high vibrational lifestyle. So I am here today with Mary Wiles, the wonderful makeup artist who is a dear friend. Thank you so much for being here, Mary. My pleasure. I'm very happy to be here. Um, I would love to first start by hearing how you got into beauty, how you became a makeup artist. Well, I first um, I first got into beauty. I, I went to the Glauca Rossi School of Makeup in London. That's where I trained. Um, Glauca's an Italian makeup artist who was an incredible makeup artist in the seventies, um, sixties and seventies and eighties actually. Uh, and um, and then I actually came to New York um, to build up my portfolio. And I at the time it was the elite look of the year. Okay. And so there were lots of models that were trying to get pictures for their portfolios. So I tested for like every day, three or four tests a day. So when I went back to London, I had this huge portfolio of work that I'd done in about three months. Um, so I had the opportunity to show my work, practice, do all the things that I'd, I'd learned from college. And, and then I started to, to work. And I actually started to work back at L'Oreal, which is where I had worked prior to my course. And um, I was doing uh, videos for uh, the hair colors and all sorts of things. So they were one of my first clients. Wow, fantastic. That is so ironic. Yes. <laughs> um, so you started out making videos and at some point you started doing freelance work also for photo shoots. Yes. How did this transform? So so when so so I started at the beginning of the nineties, which was a recession in in England, which wasn't wasn't the easiest of times to start, but I um, I so I, I did the course at, with Glauca. She actually suggested that I did a hair course, which was a very simple hairstyling course too, which I did do because at that point everyone wanted to use one person to go on a trip. It would save money on the flights, on the hotels, everything like that. So so I did do a course, uh, and I, um, I I I did the course. I was doing both, and I was you sort of think you're going to come out and you're going to start working where well, it, does, it doesn't happen like that it's all about contacts it's all about meeting photographers that you're testing with and when they start working they're going to start um, employing you for jobs which is what happened and because I had the contact with L'Oreal I just got to meet a lot of hairdressers so I was then doing things for people like Glenby and all sorts of other companies that were doing hair shows or hair videos things like that I then um I then myself just went round to magazines. I didn't get an agency initially, and I went to magazines like Just Seventeen, all these sort of young magazines, and they wanted to book me, but they said, have you not got an agent? An agent? And I didn't at that point, and they said, well, you should get an agent because we find it easier to be working through an agent. So I then, the following week, went to go and see all these agents in London and said, you know, I've already been booked with Just 17 for next week, and they actually suggested I come and see you. And, um, and then one agency said, look, we're not actually looking, we're not looking at the moment, but come back in September, and it's probably about May. And so I went home. When I got home, we, we, 
we, we had answer machines still then. On, on the answer machine, she had said to me, we want to take you on. Wow. So um, I joined an agent in London. And, um, and then, it, but it's still a lot of takes time, the contacts and everything. Um, and then I actually moved to Paris. I was working between London and Paris at that time for okay. about three years. And um, that agency had, it was called Carol Hayes, which is still going, she's a great agent. And she had a lot of contacts with the, um, doing like 20th Century Fox, doing celebrities for their press junkets. Okay. Um, but I still was very much a fashion. I didn't want to just do celebrities at that point. And so I was doing a bit of both and doing and, and going round to the do, assisting lots of different people doing all the shows. So I would go to Milan, Paris, London, New York, and do and assist people like mainly Mary Greenwell, Francois Nars, Thibaut Varp, um, Linda Cantello, Pat McGrath, Dick Page. At that time, there weren't that many assistants, and we could assist everyone it wasn't an issue you didn't have to just be with one team which was incredible because we learned so much and we got to see so many of the shows all the different shows and you know I would do I would assist on 30 shows a season that is incredible it was an incredible um, platform to learn from because you just saw so much but also uh, quite a demanding rhythm to keep up with. Yeah, but it was great fun. It was, it was, it was, it was really, it was really good fun. I know that you're also somebody that is very into wellness and keeping healthy. Um, was this something that you were interested in even at this time? I've, I've always been into to wellness um, and, and keeping fit and keeping healthy and you know being aware of what you're putting on your skin and things. But I think it's something that's come to the forefront more because I think there's more allergies, there's more things in products and um, I think that everyone has also become more aware of what they're putting on their skins, what they're eating and everything. And and, and you are what you eat and um, it is really important to be aware of the ingredients in products. Yeah, I bet. And I bet also for you, it's something that you see, um, if not daily, weekly, people that you know don't have skin that is easy to work with yes. because of lifestyle choices yes. that they make. Yeah. And it must influence yourself yes. one way or the other. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And, and it's, you know, you can, uh, part of the makeup that I do is, is about making people look glowy. I think less is more. I try and make the, the skin the optimum hydration, I layer with lots of different products and massage and use tools so that the skin looks the best it can be, which enables me to put less makeup on, which I think is better. Um, and, 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 and especially as you get older, less is more. You don't want to be putting things on the skin that are going to then sit in lines and you know emphasize those. You want someone to still look glowy and healthy, and 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 that is that comes from within. But it also you have to have a skin that's well exfoliated um, and, and really well hydrated. And there's only so much I can do just before um, I put makeup on. A lot of it has to be done on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, you know, by the owner of that skin. So it is really important, and and I do feel that. Uh, 
I seen much more um, skin irritations and problems in in the last few years than I ever did. Um, so it's, it is really important. It's interesting to hear that, knowing all that has changed in what goes into our bodies over yeah. the past couple of years because of just the way that things are produced and that you actually see um, a, pro- a product of that on skin. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, I'd like to, tr- to track back a little bit to your professional career. And I know now you work with a lot of celebrities. When did this all begin? So, so, so I, um, when I first started, I do, did do a little bit, in particular in Paris. After Paris, I moved to New York. And I changed agents, and in New York, it went back to being more or less mainly fashion, um, which is what I, you know, really loved doing. So I was doing lots of editorial. I was um, still working on the shows and um, doing more of that. But then, um, about probably about twelve years ago, I'd always wanted to do more celebrity again because I just loved working I, I love that relationship with someone that you create and um, you they you get to know what they want they are you know they know what you deliver and so it just makes everything easier you know a lot of the people that I work with now we don't even really discuss it that much the makeup because we know they know what I'm going to do you know and it might just mm-hmm. be you know a few words about it you know I'll have a look at the outfit we'll discuss with the hairdresser the stylist and um, if there's anyone else involved uh, and then we'll come up with a look but it's you know when you've worked with some people for a very long time you know you know what they want you know it yeah. just makes it all easier so then about so when I did start going back into it it's probably I um, I, I was the Burberry ambassador for the US okay. when um, they launched their makeup here. So that was in 2010. And I'd been, um, so from then I started to do a little bit more celebrity than I had been doing. Um, and, but that was still very fashion based because it would be, you know, it was all about the backstage makeup, what we were doing backstage at the shows. And that was with Wendy Rowe who created that makeup. Wendy and I had used to assist Dick Page years ago on the shows. And wow. That's where our relationship started from and she asked me to come on board and do the US um, side of things um, and um, so that was really good fun and so we would be doing lots of celebrities for the front row for events things like that and then I um, I suppose my what was one of my lucky lucky things that happened I um, was in London and I had an option to work with Naomi Watts. And she was presenting an award to, at the Glamour Awards um, to Donatella Versace. And um, I, so they, they asked if I wanted, if, if she wanted to work with me. And she did. And so she, she had that event. And then a couple of weeks later, she had another event. And she was going to, I think, Elton John's Black and White um, 
party. Wow. And so I did her for that. And she told me on the first, the, the, the second time I did her, she told me that someone had said that her makeup looked really, really lovely. Wow. So then, <laughs> so then I started working with her a lot. And at that time I was still actually going between London and New York. And so then she asked me to do her her impossible that she got nominated for a, wow. a, an Oscar for. So I did the the um, tour of doing doing the um, press junket for that. And then and I'm still and so that was about 2011 I think. So I'm still and still working with Naomi. So. Wow. So you and guys then, have a real bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then and then it kind of starts to snowball a bit because right. when you you know the publicists start to get to know you, the um, I mean Naomi's been very kind. She's recommended me to people. So it's it's it, it just snowballed from then. And yeah. then and then I joined an agency in LA that really helped my career with the celebrity. Really did a push for that. I can imagine, you know. Also, with so many social media and the presence of all of that, you know, it's written, I'm sure, a lot of places also, you know, makeup by Mary Wiles. So yeah. then people are like, who's Mary Wiles? I like what she's doing. And then you're probably proposed to different yes. celebrities as, yes. well, this is what she does. What do yeah. you think? Yeah. Well, that, the whole social media has, has had such an impact on how we now showcase our, 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 our talent. And you know, it would be always be a portfolio before that right. not everyone would see. You know, the the, the actresses wouldn't see it. Uh, you know, now I get you know people will say to me, they'll say, "Oh, I saw this," or, and you don't know because some people they have different names. You know, they are yeah. not on their look with their own name. So so they'll say, "Oh, I really like that makeup that you did," and you and then you realise they've been scrolling through you. <laughs> And yeah. that's how they've picked you, um, wow. and it is. And then they see who you're working with. They can see everything up to date. It's it's really you know it's great. It's great to be able to show everything you're doing yeah. in real time. Not you know, f not have a portfolio that's from whenever. You know, no one knows when those pictures are from. Everyone can see what you're doing now. Yeah, hundred percent. And to see all the different people that you're working with, yeah, constantly yeah. and continuously, yes, and that yeah. you know it, it's not one single client, and that you're working with a bunch of people, and yeah, it becomes attractive, yeah, yeah, in a certain yeah. way, yeah, yeah. And sometimes they, you know, they see that you're they're working with your friends, and you know, it's it's yeah, it's great. Yeah. So to date, you know, you have a portfolio, but you definitely say that. Instagram is is a tool that's probably the most yeah. key for you. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a portfolio anymore. Wow, we I just have a website, but I I think that yeah, a, a, I don't even know how many people look on my <laughs> website. I mean, I'm sure it's put forward if I'm put up for a job, but I Instagram is really what people see. And then people put, you know, I'm sure the celebrities post pictures of themselves on there, and then you repost it, yes. and it's yes, exactly. It's, yeah. It must also really be special to be a part of that final moment before they go off to their event and they feel so great. Yeah. And you feel a part of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is really special. I, I, I love it. It's, you know, because you do feel... It's really nice when you're included in the... You know, what, what shoes do you think I should wear? These ones or these ones? Or what earrings yeah. do you think is going to go with this? It's like the whole look. It's almost like... You're doing someone's wedding every day, which are, you know is it, really thrilling because it's a it, it's a big thing, and they're going off to you know do something that that um, 
you know, it's either their premiere or it's whatever they're going to. And it is really exciting. Yeah. Do you ever feel that, you know, do you ever see the diva come out of people? And if so, how do you deal with it? No. I mean, I, 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 I work with really lovely people. I'm very lucky. Um, I, I, I think sometimes it can be very stressful for people because I'm doing, I'm working with them you know, if they're an actress or if they're a um, comedian or something, you know, this this isn't why they doing all this press is not why they wanted to be doing the career they've chosen. So it's not always the most comfortable for everyone. And so some of them they might feel a bit stressed or they might feel, um, you know, they have to perform or whatever. So I understand that some it, it's stressful. It's stressful. And so if any if they're feeling a little. It's nothing personal. No, I feel it's that they're just maybe just trying to deal with what they're doing, and they've got a lot on their plate, and they, um, you know, that that's it. And you have to just you have to understand that. And I, I, I don't I don't think I don't really de- I don't work with any divas anyway. That's no. great. Yeah. Tom <laughs> you as we say in French. Um, you definitely hold a very healthy healthy lifestyle. I mean, I know you just came from yoga, um, <laughs> but you travel a ton. Yes. How do you keep up? How do you keep balance in your life when you're constantly moving? It's it's difficult. Uh, uh, for me, I, I feel that I have to keep exercising because it keeps me, not only does it keep me fit, um, but it keeps me grounded because I feel it makes it's almost like a meditation for me it's like especially like spinning um and like i say i do the anti-gravity yoga which i which also really helps with my back um because of the way that i lean over doing makeup or if i'm carrying my bags and traveling and then sitting on a plane for long hours everything needs to be stretched out which is really helps but um i think it's really important for me to do that and then eat really healthily because you are what you eat and sleep i I never really get enough sleep um but that's for me i need to and how do you deal in situations um to eat well always when there's not always the healthiest food around that that's that's difficult i mean i always i i I can't get over airports how no one's no it's one awful. puts like an incredible healthy food option there. I mean, I think it's starting to happen a bit, but it's 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 funny. I mean, you know, even in England, you get better. There's better options for food that you could that aren't at the. Uh, I don't know why in the states you don't get really good options. Um, but I always try and travel with nuts and like little bits and pieces that I can eat what I want to eat because I I don't like having to go and eat something. Me neither. That's not good. <laughs> I'm kind of afraid of airplane food. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So nuts. Yeah, nuts. Yeah. Are, that's a good. That's a good tip. Yes. Yeah. And as terms, um, as far as exercise is concerned, you know, you you kind of have your spots when you travel. Yeah. You know, you can go to. Yeah. Yeah. I go. I. 
I go to I go to crunch and so I just have one that I go everywhere. So when if I go to LA, there's a crunch right near the chateau Montmartre. So I just go there and do a couple like, like a couple of weeks ago I went to LA for one day. Oh my gosh. I flew my flight was at like eight thirty in the morning. I got off the flight, I went straight to a yoga class and always the best. Yeah, it really helped. And then I and then and then my job was at the chateau, I I did the job and then flew got back on the plane and flew home. And it's definitely a deal breaker. Yeah, yeah. It helps so much with the mental. And, yes, yeah. And really probably does. also keeping sane and, and feeling um, grounded when you arrive. And yeah. You have to perform and you have to be, you have to be happy. Yeah, and, yeah, because you, exactly, you have to be in an environment that you're creating a comfortable environment for someone who's going to go and have to do something. And, you know, they're having to present themselves in, in, in whatever way they are and so you want that environment just before they go to be really relaxed and calm and, and make them feel really special so you you don't you, you can't bring anything with you <laughs> yes yeah. you have to be in that you have to bring that what do you do when you're on the plane I um, I'm always trying to get loads of work done. <laughs> But then, I, but then I don't always get as much done as I want to. What kind of work I, do you have on the plane? Just catching up with, like, you know, uh, um, accounts or, or trying to deal with things that I haven't done. Yeah. Um, I actually make jewellery, and I used to carry that. Really? Yeah, and because and, that's also a slightly meditation kind Totally. Of thing. Um, but I don't carry... I used to carry my tools on the plane, but you, you can't bring them now. Um, right. So I there was there's certain things that I can do like I can um, do like the threading like this with the silks and beads like and make like little pearl necklaces and bracelets and things like that. Um, so I do that sometimes. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it is meditative to use your hands or yeah, cr- and create something. It's really. I feel like when you create something, it makes you feel it makes you feel good. You know, you've seen something that you've done, and you know. Yeah, you feel productive exactly. as well. Yeah, yeah. So one thing that I think um, is one of the inter- most interesting parts of the podcast, I would definitely like to touch on what your routines are. And so, do you have a morning routine? Something that you try to do, even though you travel all the time. Um, yeah, well, yes, I mean, there's something that I'd like to fit more into that routine. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. There's never enough time Do you mean on a skincare routine, or do you mean just like me as... Both. Right, okay. So, if I, I always, if I'm here, if I'm, it depends where I am. So, if I'm in New York, I always try and go and do a class before I go to work, if I've got time. So, you know, at 6.30... I try and do. You're up. Yeah, I I I'll try and go and do a spin class or a, a yoga class, and then um, and then go to work. Um, if I'm if I'm in LA um, and I've got the opportunity to go and do a hike before I'll, I'll do that. Anything that starts to get me going because I feel like it makes me feel good that I've already got that out of the way for totally. the day. Totally, and then I'm. I don't, I'm not thinking all day that I need to go and do it and then, and then I run out of time and then I don't do it. So it's done. Um, and I feel to get out in, in, if you can get out in daylight 
that that's always really good to it just it's just a good feeling mm-hmm. um then skincare wise my routine it, it varies I'm always changing it depending on what my skin is like because it's always changing due to travel where I am if I'm stressed um so I'm always looking to see how I need to change it my routine in the morning is usually quite simple um i i will usually um just cleanse it i I always use a serum um i use um an exfoliant about three times a week depending again on my skin um and then i um after the serum i'll use a moisturizer and an eye cream um but that the, the products that i'm using can vary depending on like this time of year when you're going in and out of heat and you're and then it's freezing outside you know I'm always trying to be aware of if I need to hydrate more my, my skin needs more hydration so I'm always trying to um, just just be aware of it rather than be set in a routine because your skin changes all the yeah time. so it's like every day is different yeah yeah and you might suddenly need to use more masks or um, exfoliate more or less. You just need to keep checking on it. And in, in the evening, in in the evening, I um, I will use I will try and use like a mask every so often. Okay. Um, uh, and often, what I will do is try and leave it on. There's a lot of masks that are coming out that you just can. They're like really heavy creams, really that hydrate so then I'll try and use our our cleanse our um I I like to use like a a hydration spray um hyaluronic acid you know something that's going to really hydrate your skin uh and then um and then a moisturizer a really heavy moisturizer and then or, or a mask and an eye cream as well is there anything in your diet that you find really helps keep your skin hydrated and happy? Um, I, yeah, I mean, I I eat a lot of vegetables and drink a lot of water. Um, and as soon, if I'm not drinking enough water, I, I feel it in my lips straight away. Um, you can see that. Yeah. Um, and if I, I just try and do... I just try and eat a healthy diet that that helps. You can see you can see it in your skin if you're yeah. not feeling it. If it's not, you know, if what you're eating is not working yeah, for you. I use. I also believe in using a lot of. I, I I use a lot of face oils too. Okay. That I also sometimes either use mix in with my moisturizers, or I will just use them on their own on my skin. Um, and I also believe that taking things like omega-3, cod liver oil, um, those tablets are, are really good for your skin. And they really help. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 grew, up, I grew up on a farm and my mum used to breed Labradors. She used to feed, she used to put cod liver oil in there for their coat. Wow. To make their coat really shiny. And I had a horse. And I would put cod liver oil in his food and his skin, his hair, his, his, his coat would be incredible, shiny, because, because of that. So if it works for that, <laughs> it must And so you've been doing our, it every, ever since. Yes, yeah. And also it's good for your joints. It's good for, you know, a lot of, 
I think people, you know, the no fat is not good for you. It's like no sugar is what you should be. You should be avoiding sugar, but fat is good for you. It's great for your skin, avocado, you know, all those good fats. 100%. Um, joints, everything, hair, you know. Yeah, you my beauty want... fuel food, that's like number one. Fats yeah. are super important. Yeah. And sugar is kind of the devil. Yes, yeah. Unfortunately. Because, they, you know, obviously they, they take it, they, that's what they're going to put instead of the fat. Yeah, yeah. No, and it's for sure something that, it, I don't know that you've ever had this experience, but even sometimes when you eat something quite fatty but in good fat, you can almost feel your yes, skin. Yes, yes. You can feel something going on in your yeah, body. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've, I've, I've worked with a model who had amazing skin, and I said, what do you do? And she said, I, I have half an avocado every day. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's as simple as that. <laughs> Is there any other fantastic advice you've been given by some of these very fantastic people that you've worked with? Um, or just life advice that you'd like to give? I think, I think it's always important to keep a check on things. Don't get set into one routine with anything. You know, that's, that, that can be with everything. That can be with... Um, makeup with skincare um with health you want to keep change i mean not changing it up so that your your skin's getting confused with what you're using but just keeping a check that you you know is it is it this week is it suddenly much drier what's causing it you know is it because you're you've been on a flight and you need to exfoliate a bit more or you need to hydrate more you need to drink more water you need to you know just it's all about balance and it's not just because you you know this is working this week, it's not going to necessarily work because we're always changing. Yeah, so you really see an inside-out perspective using yes. your skin kind of as an indicator Absolutely. for what's going on in your life. Yes, yeah. So yeah. to finish, um, what would you say the savoir vivre, the motto of Mary Wiles is? What you would say to follow? Um, would it be just to keep changing and accept change is there something else that you'd like to share um i mean from a, from a makeup point of view or from from like everything from everything um i think i think it is that i think it is to just keep a check on and and be aware of how things change because everything's always nothing that's the one thing that we're going to know nothing's ever going to stay the same so we need to be able to move with that and see the differences and see the you know it's like with I feel with products products in the nearly 30 years that I've been a makeup artist products have changed enormously and what we use then is not what we use now right and um so you have to welcome change and and um see how that's going to fit in with your with your life Thank you so much for sharing your savoir vivre with us today. My pleasure. Thank you.